Hello and welcome to Daily Info's Oxcast. It's your weekly roundup of the best events happening in and around Oxford. And today it's Wednesday the 3rd of May. I'm here in the studio with Katie, who's promised today to talk about both fashion and badgers. Um, <laughs> I will be having a bit of a roundup of music, cinema and art. But first, outburst! That rhymes. That's right. First up, it's Outburst, which is a series of events which brings the uni campus at Oxford Brook into the community. Um, all these events are happening at the Pegasus Theatre from Thursday until Saturday. And kicking off the festival, it's the Creative Writing Showcase, where Oxford Brook's master's students will be showcasing their work to the public. It's a fantastic opportunity to give feedback and to see what exciting new work is coming out of Brooks. This is on Thursday at 7pm and it's £2.50 or a pound for concessions. Such cheap prices, it's amazing. Uh, next up on Friday, it's Homeless. I have to say it like that because it's got a slash in the middle. Uh, this is on Friday at 7pm and it's a showcase and a workshop. So this is an evening of readings, music and song, followed by a crash course in Dabki, the traditional Palestinian dance. It's very cool. Again, this is £2.50 or £1 for concessions or £3 for the showcase and the workshop. Then finally, to round off the festival on Saturday, it's Radiant Vermin (laughs) at 7.30, which is a darkly humorous play that asks the question, just how far would you go to get on the property ladder? Uh, I had a little look at the plot summary and it sounds like a really great, funny, dark play to enjoy. I wouldn't advise following their path on the property ladder. It involves quite a lot of murder of homeless people. So, Okay. No. That's <laughs> at least frowned upon. Yeah. Um, so that show is suitable for ages 14 plus because of the themes. Um, again, this is only £2.50 or £1 for concessions. So it's just a bargain. They're all like... The price of a cappuccino to go and see a show. Exactly. As well as these shows and workshops, there's also design workshops, cooking demonstrations from Ken Hom, sumo robots, and virtual reality painting. Like, what more could you want? This is fantastic. All of these events are part of Outburst Festival 2017, so head along. Okay, on to exhibitions now, and... We love the work Modern Art Oxford shows and its upcoming Future Knowledge exhibition is experimental even by Modern Art Oxford's standards. So the exhibition, running for a, just over a month from the 20th of May to the 25th of June, will use the gallery as a public studio to use art, design and events to speculate on what Oxford's future could look like. Oh. So it's maybe unconventional and it invites your participation. Um... Not just a viewer, but a participant, which is quite exciting for um, for the gallery. And thus, it's going to generate content over time. So it will look different by the end of its run to what it does on the 20th when it opens. So it sounds intriguing. I'd certainly recommend getting down there to investigate and to contribute your ideas about the future. But happening in tandem with this, open now in the project space downstairs in the gallery, an exhibition by an Oxford legend. <laughs> um, it's... Kazem Hakimi um, is a portrait photographer, he's on street photography, um, is not only a wizard with the camera, but I have to say I, I, I know him from being the owner of the finest chip shop in town. Um, 
They are very good chips. That's just my view. Dilly, his view is not representative of Dilly Info as a whole. So for the past few years, he's been undertaking a project which happened began very organically, um, where he has been making portraits, photographic portraits of the residents of Wexford and Ifley, the surrounding area, um, his customers who are also now his friends. And so the work will be being displayed both at Modern Art Oxford and Old Fire Station. And I was fortunate enough to talk to Chasm last week about the motives behind the project and how customers respond when he suggests that they become part of it. Yeah, the Oxford for project, it was a personal project really. Um, I did just it for myself. I originally wanted to have an album of my customers who are like my friends because I've been here so long. So I, they are all my friends really. It's nice to come to work and see my friends. <laughs> it's just like an outing. And uh, many of them during these years have moved away or some of them passed away, God bless them. So I just wanted to preserve them for myself. The only way I could do it is take photographs. Yeah, that's one reason I did it. The second reason is I, I saw the variety of characters, people, different backgrounds, religions, colors, whatever, beliefs, whatever. It's just really nice. And I thought it's such a nice place. Yeah. I didn't want any distraction, just the, the person in the photograph. And my challenge to myself was, look, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. I have one white wall and one 50 millimeter lens. How many compositions can I make in the same place of different people? Very often people pass in the streets and they see these characters or they see each other, but they just miss each other, the beauty of each other, you know? But because they come and talk to me and I take time to talk to them, I see the good side of everybody. And then I was hoping that people, by looking at these pictures, will grasp that quality. And next time they see any of these people passing by in the street, they remember that quality. And then they look at them with, the, with my eyes, my vision. I do something like that, you know. You can hear the full version of that interview on the Oxcast Extra as an extra special treat. He actually took my portrait, which I trust will be f- tweeting furiously over the next... <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, ...over the upcoming days. Okay, the exhibition openings at both venues are as follows. They'll be happening this Friday evening um, at the Old Fire Station from 5.30 to 7 and from 6.30 to late at Modern Art Oxford, um, which will include music from Willie J. Healy, Oxford legend, another one, um, and more. So just drop in, no need to book at the Old Fire Station and, and this chance to learn from Oxford as an urban site will be absolutely free. So I've got a couple of excellent yeah, fashion events happening this weekend in Oxford. First up, it's the Oxford Vintage Kilo Sale, which is happening this Saturday at the Newman Rooms. So that's the, the Newman Rooms in the Oxford University Catholic Chaplaincy. This is happening from 10am until 4pm. Um, so there are thousands, and I mean thousands of items from the 1960s to the 1990s um, available to have a little forage through. <laughs> so there's menswear, there's women's wear. Um, and basically you weigh what you want to buy and then pay um, £15 per kilo. 
the really good thing about this event is if you have a little forage and you don't find enough for a kilo that's okay there's no minimum spend so you can just pick up an item for as little as 75p wow it's just amazing and you get all this fantastic vintage clothing just brilliant um they've got six tons of stock coming which is phenomenal um I'm trying to calculate how much that would cost <laughs> <that> <laughs> to bring home in my aircraft carrier. <laughs> I'll just hire a lorry, it'll be fine. So it's £3 for advanced entry at 10am, £3 for um, for the early bird offer, which is from 11am, and £1.50 from 12pm, if you're really keen to get your hands on the most vintage of the vintage there, get in early. So that's Saturday at the Newman Rooms, do you find it mildly terrifying that 90s might be considered vintage? I know, I've still got some of my clothes from the 90s that I definitely can't fit into because I was a child. I know. <laughs> I, it makes me feel slightly old. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, um, it's the Afro Show at Tingewick Hall on Saturday and Sunday. This fashion showcase returns for a second year with the mission of creating a global platform to promote African fashion on the runway while highlighting Oxford's diversity and its status as an international marketplace. Um, So the runway show is on Saturday at 6pm. This year's collection of designs will consist of diverse works uh, selected from designer collections that continue to push the envelope in defining the true aesthetic value of African fashion. There's a live band and an after party from 9pm on Sunday to help you recover from (laughs) the night before. um, There is a food festival from 11.30 with lots of tasty treats for your delectation. And also an exhibition which will introduce designers and caterers promoting their products and services, along with a series of workshops dedicated to popular topics such as hair, makeup, beauty, fashion and culture. So there are lots of options um, in terms of ticket prices. Uh, So they start from £10 to £20, depending whether you'd like to be a VIP or not. Mm. just sounds like a really excellent event. Um, They're really, really opening this out to anyone who wants to attend. So, go along. Um, And now to focus on matters auditory, I'm going to have a wonderfully wide-ranging music roundup for the week. Um, So starting on Friday evening, um, we have the Anima Ensemble presenting a concert of film music alongside projections of abstract animated films in a collaboration between composers from St Anne's and St Hilda's and video artists from the Ruskin School of Art. So Anima, it was founded in 2013 by conductor-composer Chris Rowe, who wanted to explore a more organic, kind of deep relationship between contemporary music and film. Probably the best way of getting an idea how this comes off, search Anima Ensemble on Vimeo to see how that relationship works live and in recorded contexts. So you can... Um, have a little look at things including a concert at St Hilda's a couple of years ago. So actually, I lied. I, I said we were just considering auditory things. Yeah, that's the point. But my first two items are actually like multi-sensory things, multi-genre. <laughs> that's fine. I just can't contain myself to one. Yes, if you want to hear and see Anima um, live, they're playing at the Jacqueline Dupre Music Building um, on Friday at 7.30 and tickets are £13 and £10 concessions. Or if you're a student, second item. You might like this one. Um, <laughs> is called Bringing Proust's Imaginary Music to Life. 
it's just fantastic. So what have we got? Um, undergraduates in French and music present two new Proust-inspired musical commissions. We're talking Marcel Proust here, um, writer writer of A la Recherche de Temps Perdu, which is extremely heavy and takes maybe years to read. <laughs> um, and this is a lovely collaborative interdisciplinary project. So Proust writes um, beautifully about music in um, A la Recherche de Temps Perdu. And the the music in his, his novel is most often imaginary. So mm. imagine this wonderful work, which we never get to hear, but his marvellous descriptions kind of bring them to life. And they're the work of a fictional composer named Vinteuil, about whom we know very little. So this project is looking at the passages from the novel which deal with Vinteuil's sonata for piano and violin. It didn't exist. Now it does. Um, That's so cool. <laughs> I'm finding this really amazing that people would actually take the time to make this happen. Yeah, isn't this amazing? Um, so it's, it's supported by the John Fell OUP fund. There was there was funding for this, but I can, I can kind of see why. So basically, undergrads studying French translated Proust extracts into English, and the musicians then composed responses to these texts, which you will hear on Friday. Wow. Um, this sounds... Uh, Lovely. Gets even better, though. Um, it's happening at 8pm in the Hollywell Music Room. And entry is free. You just have to book. Um, just book in advance. Um, and entry is free. And you can hear things which only existed in an author's imagination come to life. Um, now, if you fast forward to Tuesday, um, the O2 Academy has a couple of excellently eclectic gigs um, going on. Um, we have Jay Huss, a Mobo-nominated rapper, whose single, Dem Boy Pagan, has been soundtracking parties and inciting brawls, apparently, at festivals. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's become massively popular without being a, a single or being hyped or anything. While also it quotes TLC and Beanie Man and during it. And it's a dancehall-tooled grime phenomenon. The sound of Stratford's self-proclaimed ugliest MC. <laughs> <laughs> He's a self-proclaimed, so I can, I can say. Can be attributed to his wide blend of influences. Uh, we've... So it's somewhere between rap, R&B, bashment, and an Afrobeat style that reflects his Gambian heritage. J-Huss is on the rise, and you can be part of the party on Tuesday night. Uh, everything opens at 7pm, and tickets are £15.50. Something else happening in the very same venue, at the very same time. It's okay, they've gone upstairs and the downstairs, they won't kind of um, intermingle. Um, it's a wonderful gig, it's the Japanese house, who I'm absolutely definitely going to see so she's a bbc music sound of 17 contender um and this is part of a tour and at london's coco and she's off to the great escape festival in brighton <laughs> and la Basically, wow going, amazing she's ridiculously cool <laughs> um i think this is probably going to be one of those o2 gigs um where someone's on the up um and and you get to say i was there and oh. she was just starting um, so she's released three EPs so far, uh, including the new uh, Saw You in a Dream EP, which is like uncoloured vinyl. It's just too tempting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I hope it's not on sale at Track or I will buy it. So, okay, her music is beautiful, deep and sad, imaginative, electronic, uh, uh, somehow warmly human. It, I guess if you want some references, uh, somewhere between Imogen Heap um, and Francis and the Lights and Bon Iver, somewhere in there. Um, but it's actually at the centre of everything. Buckinghamshire solo artist Amber Bain. So there, go and search her out at 
don't search her out, you know where she is. Go and listen. Tuesday, the 9th of May, at the O2 Academy. It's from 7pm, tickets are a steal at £10. Back to nature now with some events to get you out and about in the beautiful Oxfordshire countryside. First up, it's Moth Night at the Earth Trust. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is happening at the Earth Trust on Saturday um, from 8 until 10pm. You can uncover and learn about the wonderful world of moths during an evening of moth trapping. Moth traps use a light to attract the insects, which which are then harmlessly captured. The moths which are being caught will be on display the next day at the Go Wild drop-in event um, before being released into back into the wild mm-hmm. to continue their fluttering. This event starts at 8pm and it's £6 for adults and £3 for children. Next up, you've got the choice of two dawn chorus walks. So you can either head to the Earth Trust again on Sunday at 4.30am. <laughs> I mean, um, if you've been out for May Day, then you're pretty used to getting up early. Exactly. That's £6 again, or £3 for children. Or, for free, you can head to the Hill End Activity Centre on Saturday at 5.30am. And that's free. If you fancy exploring Oxfordshire on foot, why not consider joining the Oxford Field Path Society? This is a friendly walking group who are exploring Oxfordshire's footpaths. They've been going since 1926, and uh, one of the UK's oldest walking groups. Hmm. It's amazing. Yeah, I feel slightly less old now, thank you. <laughs> I try, I try. This week on Saturday at 10am, they are meeting at the Old Kiln in Nettlebed for a leisurely six-mile walk to see the Bluebells, which sounds delightful. Uh, there are so many locations and different distances coming up, so you've got um, walks around Aston Rowan Nature Reserve, Port Meadow, Knapp Hill, Ensham, just so many different walks. Um, check out their website for more details on each walk, including if it has a pub at the end of it. It's a very important thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Finally, to conclude the Nature Roundup, it's Badger Watching at Whiteham Woods on Thursday or Friday at 6.30pm. This event is free and this is a chance to uh, take a closer look at one of nature's most misunderstood creatures and to learn more about them. This event is free, which is just fantastic, and is suitable for kids over the age of eight. Um, I've got a weird badger fact for you. Oh, please share. <laughs> okay, so my weird badger fact is badgers were eaten during World War Two in Britain. They were also eaten by Native Americans and settlers in the US. And Russia still eats badger meat today. Really? Yeah. In times of scarcity, I can... It makes sense. I understand, but oh, the humble badger. I know. You know, it's it's it, it, you're right about them being misunderstood and being a complex relationship. I, as I say, used to watch Animals of Farthingwood. Yes. Lovely cartoon. Um, kind of hard hitting ecological cartoon. Um, when I was growing up, I had a little bit of friendly oh. avuncular badger. Fox, he always did like this. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> You can't see that on a podcast. It's probably not the most involving uh, patter. But, you know, I love the badger. And so my food waste bin, this is where it, it gets personal. Okay. My food waste bin outside my house had been, like, upended, like, week on week for a while. And it was just pff, a horrible mess everywhere. I thought, oh, the foxes, the terrible foxes. I just dislike the urban foxes. Then I, like, spied a badger one night. Just, like... That's so cool. Purely just like running, running through the street, like 
oh, I've been discovered. And, you know, I find it a lot harder to be angry with him or her. <laughs> and I realised the culprit was a badger. Yeah. So, oh, he just oh. thinks we've left out lots of food. Oh. And is, is, is rooting through everything. But, yeah. Wow, urban badgers. The urban badger. Um, yeah, as I say, had it been a fox, I would have, my full annoyance would have been in full. But it's hard to get angry at a badger. <laughs> Finally, to cinema, um, a quick mention for the Oxford International Film Festival, uh, covered in more depth last week, but definitely worth a mention. It's got a great programme running from Friday till Sunday, um, and there are premieres all over the place. Tickets are £11 per showing, but that includes a main feature plus two shorts. Um, so it's a great programme, opening with Stanley, Man of Variety, uh, which stars Timothy Spall and will open with a, a, a Q&A from Timothy Spall and the director. They'll both be there. Um, I'm so excited I'm going to that. Oh, okay. oh it's really exciting. <laughs> Do you think? Like, he gets to play at least like 20-something characters within one character mm. in the film, so it must have been a huge amount of fun to make. Um, but yeah, as far as I know, the website says, it's not sold out yet. Amazing. Definitely book in advance um, if you want to be sure of a seat. Also opening this Friday... Hilarity in another form. Um, <laughs> if you've seen posters or advertising for Mindhorn, but have no idea what on earth it is or what's going on, uh, be assured it should be some of British comedy's finest. Um, we have a decent team. Starring, we have Julian Barrett, half of the mighty Bush, <laughs> either mighty or Bush, I suppose. And the rest of the cast includes Simon Callow and Steve Coogan, also in production credit. Um, so maybe you have an idea of the, of the ballpark. We're somewhere between Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa, and... Hot fuzz, maybe. Julian Barrett is Richard Thorncroft, who was Mindhorn. <laughs> He's playing a washed-up actor who uh, played a kind of absurd 80s TV detective. His tagline was, it's truth time. He's <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of accident happened to his eye, and then with his eye, he could then see truth. <laughs> yes, it was ridiculous. The film acknowledges how ridiculous it was. But his career being on the ropes, he suddenly called upon when a, I think, crazed murderer um, believes his character to be real and will only answer to Mindhorn. So he has to get fully in character to uh, save some lives in real life. So it looks, I was going to say it looks hilarious. I think I know where I got that from because um, on its poster. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. We're just, we're just looking at the poster now. I don't know how he achieved that leg angle, first of all. Wow, that's amazing. Julian Barrett must be in decent shape um, <laughs> to have achieved that right, yoga. right leg elevation. You may be right. But yes, amongst the quotes um, from various publications, Shortlist says, hilarious. The Skinny says, hilarious. Total Film says, hilarious. <laughs> uh, Monocle says, hilarious. And so does the list. Basically, <laughs> that seems to be the overall tone. It is at last opening f at the Phoenix Picture House from Friday. Um... And very quick mentions for other things. Um, students take note. Slackers Club is back this Monday with a free preview screening of Guy Ritchie's presumably rather Guy Ritchian treatment of uh, King, The Legend of King Arthur. It's King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Robbed of his birthright and with no idea who he truly is. It's a press release. Arthur comes up the hard way in the back alleys of the city. So I'm sincerely hoping he's going to be Cockney. 
Um, oh, one can only hope. <laughs> one can only hope. Um, this is, if you, so Slackers Club, the Phoenix runs it, if you're a student. And you join and you get to see all these things before everyone else for free. Lots of amazing things you can do for free this week, including so see art, meet badgers and listen to Marcel Proust's dreams come true. <laughs> 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 Very quick, I promise, for Raising Arizona, which is on at the UPP this Sunday and Monday. It's a very early one from the Coen brothers. Um, and it's, I was just mentioning feeling old earlier, it's 30 years old. Um, the, the film is 30 years old this year. Um, and it stars Nicolas Cage being hilarious. Um, and as, as well as Coen mainstays John Goodman and... Francis McDormand. Yes, it's definitely on the kind of screwball end of, of what the Coen brothers did do. But also unexpectedly touching. So if you want to see uh, Nicolas Cage um, stealing a baby and uh, with a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> and who wouldn't? <laughs> who wouldn't? It's actually better than I make it sound. Um, but yes, the UPP are showing it on Sunday and Monday. Cinematic treats all round. And you can find the full cinema listings for everywhere in Oxford. And, in fact, all the events we know of in Oxford at dailyinfo.co.uk slash events. Don't forget to follow us. We're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Daily Info Oxford. And you can subscribe to this podcast um, on your preferred podcast provider. We are great. <laughs>